Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the social media podcast that helps service providers to level up their Instagram game and become more confident at it. In this podcast, you learn about the latest updates and trends in the social media space and get a glimpse into my life as a social media manager and coach. Let's get started. Let's Talk Socials. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. In one of the previous episodes, I can't exactly remember in which one, if I'm honest, but that doesn't matter. I already teased this particular topic, but now it is finally here. Today, we're talking about the four buyer types and what kind of content you should be making to appeal to each one of them and basically help them make a purchase decision. A little disclaimer before we get into this. If you Google buyer types, you will get lots of different names for them. Sometimes people say that there are even five or six different ones, but mostly they all come down to the four types that I am going to present to you today. So what we're going to do is I will present each one of them and do a little bit of a characterization, if you will, so you get an idea of who this person could be. And I bet that you will have people that you know in real life in your head when I talk about these buyer types. And I can also guarantee you that you will see yourself in at least one of them, if not all of them, during this episode. Definitely let me know which one of the buyer types you think you are. I'm super curious to know and maybe I'm even going to tell you which one I resonate with the most. Let's get started. The first type that we talk about in marketing is what we call the relationship oriented buyer. Now, this buyer makes up roughly 25-ish percent of the average audience. That being said, Please do some research after this episode to see what your audience is really like and what type they resonate with the most. Because I can tell you that it is 25% of your audience, but maybe in your audience it is only 5%. And then you're going down a wrong track with your content. So it's really important that you do some market research on your own. That is always important, by the way. As the name might already suggest, the relationship-oriented buyer really thrives on relationships. They need to speak to you first and have conversations with you, whether that is in the DMs on Instagram, in the comments, through your stories with polls, before they will buy from you or initiate something like a discovery call, they need to have a relationship with you. They really value connection and common values. So they will not just buy from anyone that comes around the corner. They really need to feel like they know you and you know them to make this buying decision. Now, you can think of the relationship-oriented buyer as someone who might be a bit afraid of making a wrong buying decision or maybe they have already had a disappointing experience in the past and now they're a bit more cautious. They really need to first figure out if you are a good fit for them and they do this by building a relationship. What's important that you do in this context is that you build a connection with them, that you show that you understand their emotions, their thoughts, their feelings, and that you build a genuine relationship with them. This type of person will buy from you because they like you or they like your personality and they want to support you. Obviously, they still want the product or the 
course or the program that you're selling, but their decision is very much based on them liking you rather than about the features and the results of your offer. An example of this would be an actress that people have come to like through their shows or the movies that she has done. And then she comes out with this perfume, let's say. And let's be honest, you probably don't really need another perfume, but you buy it anyways because you really like that actress and you just want to have that perfume because you kind of established a relationship with her over the last few years, even though it might only be a one lane <laughs> relation or a single lane relationship. Anyways, another classic example that might be a bit more related to social media are YouTubers. I don't know about you, but I watch quite a lot of YouTube, especially during my lunch break. And there are always these YouTubers that bring out their own merch, I don't know, like clothesline or jewelry or mugs, whatever. And lots of their followers will buy those things because they just really like the YouTubers. Let's talk about content that works for their relationship oriented buyer. What works really well for them are stories, obviously, and in particular storytelling. You could be talking about an insecurity that you had yourself, or you can in general just showcase your personality. That is important because in this way you will also make sure that you repel all of the people that aren't a good fit and that might end up regretting their buying decision. Another important aspect here is the personal content that doesn't necessarily have to be about your business all the time. That could be something like what you're doing in your free time, snippets of your holiday or a snippet of your day that isn't just about business. It's all about showing who you really are, building a true connection with them and presenting the values that you hold in your life so that they can see if those are the same values that they hold. But what I want you to remember is that you shouldn't be showing, you know, every single moment of your life. That's why I said snippets. Don't overshare, please. Choose a few aspects of your personality or your character that you want to highlight and use them in your content. For example, what I have chosen to emphasize are that I love good food, I love cooking as well, I love to be creative, I love to paint, I love to read, and that we have just moved to New Zealand last year. So those could be the three things that are a bit more personal, not necessarily business related, that I want to highlight in my content so that people get to know me a bit better and build a relationship. Okie dokie, let's move on to the second buyer type, which is the self-actualizing buyer. Yes, you can see they all have very fancy names. Now, this type of person knows exactly what they want and they have a clear idea of what they are looking for. They are rather just shopping around to find the best offer that there is, make a good deal. They will also know the price of different offers and they will make a decision based on what they think is the most beneficial for them. What they need to make a purchase decision is to see you as an authority and an expert. They need to see that you stand out from the rest of the people offering a similar thing, whether that is a product or program, let's say an online course um, that you are selling. In fact, they want to see proof that they can trust you and that you will deliver on the claim that you make with this program. 
Content that works really well for the self-actualizing buyer is things like polarizing content, so something like unpopular opinions, not the classic fluff content, three tips that help you to do this and that, but really content where you show why you are an expert and why you can help them achieve whatever they want to achieve with their purchase. An example for that might be a post where you talk about an unpopular opinion or something that you see happening in your industry, but that you actually don't really like or think that it's actually bad advice. A second thing that works really well is showcasing why your offer, whatever you're selling, is different compared to other offers in that niche. As I said, they are shopping around and they want to find elements that show them that your offer is superior than the other ones that they are comparing it to. And the last thing that is really important for this type of person is social proof. They want to see that you have actually helped people achieve what you claim they will achieve if they buy your course. So credible testimonials, ideally even video testimonials, or just lots and lots of social proof from people that they can relate to. And then we have number three, the analytical buyer type. This is probably also another 25% of the average audience, and this person is someone who buys rather based on logical arguments than emotional arguments. Where the relationship-oriented buyer is really focused on the relationship, how they feel about a person, what connection they have to them. The analytical buyer is really focused on the cold hard facts. With the relationship oriented buyer, you would always focus more on the general benefits of your offer. So for example, convenience or good feeling, just the emotional side of things. But with the analytical buyer, you always want to focus on the features. What do they get? What is included in this offer? What are the results that they can expect? Ideally, even a return on investment. Content that works really well for the analytical buyer is behind the scenes insights. If we're talking about an online course, uh, what does it look like behind the scenes? So what is the layout? What is the structure of the course? What is included? What are all the bonuses that they will get? What is the price? And what return on investment can they expect? Basically telling them what they will get if they buy it so that they can compare it to other offers and see if it's a good deal for them. I'm going to give you an example. With the relationship-oriented buyer, you always want to focus on the aspect that they will have clarity after buying your course, that they will not feel overwhelmed anymore or any other emotional aspects. It obviously depends on the content of your course. With the analytical buyer, on the other hand, you really want to focus on a feature. You want to say something like, you are going to invest $200 in this online course and what you're going to get is this. After your online course, you will know exactly how to do XYZ, whatever you promise they will learn in your course. And if you sell two spots of your own program, you will already have made your investment back, just as an example. So that would really work well for the analytical buyer. And lastly, we have the goal-oriented buyer. They are, I would say, a mix between the relationship-oriented buyer and the analytical one, because they are focused on a final goal. So what they will achieve with that purpose, basically. 
but they also buy very emotionally. So that's why I say they're a bit of a mix. They need to be able to envision a transformation that they're going to go through. And they will want to have a final result in front of their eyes. That is something that is very clear. What I just said before with the online course, and this is what they're going to get, and this is what they're going to be able to do, that is important for the goal-oriented buyer as well. So content that works very well for them are things like case studies, where you talk about one of your previous clients. You could say, look, this client was at point A, they were feeling this and that, and through my online course, they have managed to come to point B, and this is how we did it. Those kind of case studies really work for the goal-oriented buyer because they can see exactly how someone else who ideally is in the similar situation as they are, has managed to overcome their problem through your help. And they are now feeling much better or they have achieved the thing that they wanted to achieve. A second thing that works well is something that we call strategic embodiment, to use a fancy term here. Basically, what that means is you want to paint a picture for your potential client. This can be either yourself, so you are living their dream life, or you can paint them a picture about your client's life. An example, um, from my own Instagram, <laughs> there's this girl that I follow who is an expert on creating online courses. Now, she, in her whole content, uses this method where she shows people the life she's living because of her online courses. So she's traveling full time to all of these amazing places. She has this beautiful house. She can afford to go to massages every week. You get the idea. And she's showing you how your life could look like if you also had an online course. And obviously, ideally, you would then buy her online course that teaches you how you can get started with online courses. That's the idea. But yeah, that is painting a picture or strategic embodiment. For this to work, you obviously need to know what your ideal client wants to achieve and what their dream life looks like. Because not everyone might go might want to go to massages every week, but maybe they want to spend more time with their kids. You know, find it out in your market research. And the last thing that also works for the goal-oriented buyer is social proof. Screenshots of messages on your Instagram, especially things like um, what your previous clients have achieved, comments under your posts, video testimonials of previous clients, so that the goal-oriented buyer can say, wow, this could really be me. It worked for other people, people that are similar to me, that are in a similar situation, so it will work for me as well. Okay, those are the four buyer types that we distinguish in marketing and what kind of content works for each one of them. The important thing here is, and that is the main reason why I have recorded this episode, is that I often see businesses talk about their new offer, program, whatever it is, in one specific way. They will only show social proof or they will only focus on the features or they will only talk about a final goal. That might work for one buyer type, but your audience is most definitely made up of all of these buyer types in different percentages. So if you only talk about your offer in one way, you risk only talking to one of these buyer types and you lose all of the other people 
that might still be interested in your offer, but they just don't really feel like you're talking to them directly and to their needs. I hope you found this episode interesting and don't forget to tell me which buyer type you resonate with the most. I'll hear you next time. Oh no, wait, actually, <laughs> I still promised you that I would tell you which buyer type I am. I resonate the most with the analytical buyer. So I really want to know what I get if I buy something and I love to see behind the scenes things. But I also want to be sure that I can achieve the final goal with a purchase. So I'm also a bit of a goal-oriented buyer. Yeah, I would say those two are the ones that I resonate with the most. Okay, but now for real, I'll hear you next time when it's again time to talk socials.